Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, the Blackstone Group divests itself of SeaWorld. Bob Iger extends his contract with Disney, and Disney is offering resort guests special access to Pandora World of Avatar. A little later on, Steve Porter will be coming to us from Animal Kingdom, and the team is going to discuss our favorite, favorite, there's no N in that word, restaurant dishes at Walt Disney World. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 934 for the week of March 28th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Kathy Worling. Hi, everybody. Rhino Clavin. I'm just happy to sit here. (laughs) (laughs) And back in the production nook. Our very own producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello, everyone. So welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you are having a good week so far. A couple things in housekeeping. Uh, Just want to remind everybody about our 20th anniversary celebration coming up. uh, Well, the actual 20th is uh, June 1st. Um, but what's the what are the dates of the week of I keep I keep forgetting to write that down. So we have we have rooms available May twenty sixth through June fourth two thousand seventeen at incredible group rates. These are filling up fast, and I heard from Disney and they're saying, listen, we can't get you anymore. So please, if you're interested in booking these rooms, book do them it now. now. Yeah, uh, the event dates are going to be May twenty eighth. Through June 3rd, 2017. That's actually Monday through Saturday. And Saturday's in there because Kevin and I are going to do an event on Saturday. Uh, But our big event, our big party, is the night of June 1st. And that's going to be at Epcot. That's going to be our big, huge party with rides and things and stuff. You're not going to believe it. It's going to be huge. (laughs) We're going to be winning. Um, All-you-can-ride Soarin' Test Track. The Seas with Nemo and Friends, Journey into Imagination with Figment, and our own private Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. Um, We're going to have food. We're going to have music. We may have some special guests I'm working on. So, John, and as a 20th anniversary gift to me, John is going to do the single ladies dance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We've been (laughs) out. The best part's the leotard. (laughs) (laughs) so that is all coming up uh june 1st so please come and join us um also want to remind everybody about the shows we have coming up this week every monday disunplugged.com and youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel the dreams unlimited travel podcast with john kevin and tracy heinrichs and what's coming up this week all right so this past monday we released two shows can you believe it (gasps) very exciting we did our tour of the Welcome Center in Port Canaveral, which I think turned out actually mm-hmm. much better than I thought. Um, you know how you're recording something and you go, this is a disaster? Yes. <laughs> this actually turned out really good. It happens every Tuesday. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we also released our facts and myths about free dining. 
We wanted to do that early in the year so people are prepared for if and when free dining is announced, what they can expect. I think they're going to do it this year. I don't think they are. The, the discussion we had on the show was there's no availability mm-hmm. in the fall of this year. So there's no availability. There's no reason for Disney to run I a promotion. Just, I, but we I, also discussed the fact that people might be holding reservations right. at different resorts. With the assumption that free dining will come along, and that means they're going to get it. But what happens is if Disney has doesn't think there's a great deal of extra availability, you so might be shooting yourself in the foot, in oh, other words. You are. No, yeah. Even if they do release, it'll be so limited. Right. And you Because know, they already think you're coming. And a lot of times, you know, let's be honest, a lot of times it ends up not being a savings doing the free dining promotion. Because um, they always do it with a, a room-only discount. And sometimes the room-only discount really offsets any savings you're getting from the free dining. So basically, you don't have to watch our show now. (laughs) We took 45 minutes to discuss this. That was a short show, which is why we did two. And then upcoming this week, we're going to look at the summer 2018 Disney Cruise Line itineraries that were just announced and released. Some cool ports of call, some different itineraries. Shocked at the pricing, but we think the folks will find that interesting. But it didn't stop them from selling. Yeah. That didn't stop them from selling. So. It didn't stop them from booking. They haven't paid yet. Okay, well. We're talking about one cruise. It was a 10-night Southern Caribbean cruise, I believe it 11 was. 11-night, yes. 11-night. And in an inside stateroom for four people, it was $13,000. Yeah, it's crazy. But, all right, so that's coming up uh, next Monday. Uh, every uh, Also, every Monday, DizUnplugged.com, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with host Tom Bell and his team. This week, uh, Mary Jo talks about her recent tour of the Warner Brothers Studios. It's one tour I haven't done yet. I, I hear you can sit on the Friends couch during that tour. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. I know somebody who just it did someday. it, and they said they, you get to walk on the set of The Big Bang Theory. Oh, Ooh. so cool. Thanks there were no Power Rangers. we got to try and make that happen the next time that we're, <laughs> yeah, that we're out Yeah, that would be there. cool. So that's uh, on the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Uh, this Wednesday, uh, special mini-sode the boys put together worst things about being a Disney cast member. They did best things about being a Disney cast member, so I guess it... Oh, it's some surprising stuff. If you really want to know, I would wa- I would just watch it. I don't want to... If I start talking about it again, I'll go into the, the rant I went into. Mini Pete Warner rant I had about working there. So, check it out. <laughs> um, and, of course, every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern, live, DizUnplugged.com, the universal edition of the Diz Unplugged with Craig and Rhino. What are you doing this week? Well, actually, uh, we haven't really announced it yet, so I will now. This is actually going to be the last live show that we have for the universal one. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting right. in April, we are going to be a pre-recorded show, uh, just changing the work structure up a little bit. Um, but to celebrate our last live show, we're going to do a live question and answer. Uh, so everyone who uh, comes and watches the show live, you'll be able to ask us questions uh, about Universal Orlando right on the spot, and we'll answer them and you know just really kind of go back and forth with everyone who's uh, been supporting us uh, during the live shows for the past couple years. So we'll miss doing it. Might come back in the future, but for right now, trying something different. Well, the yeah, just since we're talking about that, um, I've. Uh Based on feedback from the guys, um, making some changes to the schedule, the work schedule. Um, we're trying to maximize our studio time, give these guys more time in the parks. That's really what they need. Um, so we're kind of front-loading our recording schedules on Mondays and Tuesdays. This show is not being changed. We'll 
still be going out live every Tuesday. But uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, the team will be in the parks. So um, making some changes to that. And, you know, these guys were getting antsy. So time to change things up. It's, you know, we don't have enough Ritalin to keep them <laughs> calm. So we have to do this. But uh, all right. So that's coming up this Thursday, the final-ish live show of the Universal Edition. And every Friday, disunplug.com, Dispop. Yes. The giant head of Rhino Clavin. Yes. I'm just going to get a Wizard of Oz background and just do it like the floating head from now on, I think. But there's actually two episodes this week. Surprise. Um, So I did uh, one episode went up this morning, and that's my review of the Power Ranger movie that a lot of people kept asking for. I wasn't originally going to do it, and then I just kept getting a lot of messages about it. So, So it's there. Um, and then on Friday, because Rogue One is coming out next Tuesday, we thought we'd have a little bit of a Star Wars-themed episode. So we talked about... Uh, um, like DVD streaming. I thought, oh, God, I've got to go see another Star Wars. Because <laughs> 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 you see his face? Oh, my God, another one's coming out? No, so we're, we're talking about news that has to do with uh, the next one, Episode Eight, and uh, the Han Solo movie. And then we do a little Blue in the Sky, like what we'd like to see in future installments of Star Wars movies. Episodes... Spinoffs, whatever, just, all that fun just, stuff. Just blue sky, not blue in the sky. <laughs> what I say? Blue, blue in the sky. sky. I As can sing whatever song I want to sing. <laughs> Make your own kind of music. <laughs> yeah. Mamas and the Papas is playing in my hand. And speaking speaking of movies, I said this to this guy. Uh, said this to these guys this morning. Apparently, we saw different Beauty in the Beast films. <laughs> we did too. We did too. I thought it was magnificent. We did too. We loved it. I thought it was absolutely magnificent. I absolutely loved it, and I went in because you know. Their review was scathing, I think, is the only way to describe it. And so I went in, like, really worried that... Because I, you know, I that movie that movie was, uh, you know, big in the theaters when I first really came to Disney World on my first vacation. And so I just associate that movie with that and, and all of this that we've done since. So, you know, I was really worried. Oh, my God. Now, I will say this. I will say this. I thought Emma Watson was flat. I don't think she was yeah, a great belle. I didn't care for her as However, well. However, the rest of the cast, the way everything was done, the way that movie was brought into live action, was ab- I thought was absolutely genius. I'm going to go back and see it again. I absolutely loved it. My only complaint is that Beast Castle is not ADA compliant. <laughs> there are there's no of, handrails there anymore. are a lot of doors that open up onto like platforms with no handrailing there's a lot of cliffs in Beast Castle cliffs yes at one point I turned to Kevin and said make them stop singing songs that I don't know the words to <laughs> that's what I didn't care for I, I didn't think it needed the extra music the, the solo they gave Beast at the end towards the end of the movie oh yeah Evermore and, song Evermore yeah mm-hmm. I thought that was wonderful and I was shocked to find out that it's Dan Stevens yeah Down Abbey. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Crawley. I was, I thought he was magnificent. I did too. Really, they all were. Like I said, Emma Watson, and maybe it's that they were so good that she just didn't compare well. I thought she did a, she did a fine job, but, you know, I just, she didn't have the same, the chops the rest of them had. Um, And I don't know. I mean, the wardrobe was Audra McDonald, one of the most decorated Broadway singers of all time. Mm -hmm. No, it was incredible. It was incredible. I loved it. So, Craig Rhino, you were wrong. <laughs> he has decreed. Really? <laughs> were you guys upset that day? Were you no, fighting? I, 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 in my, no, 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 no. I, I liked it more than Craig, but I would only give the movie like uh, I'd say like 
a seven for me. It just didn't do it for me. Sometimes people just don't emotionally connect to a movie. And I, I, I agree with Pete about Emma Watson. I, I do love her, and she was just kind of for me. And then, you know, I talked about my other reasons. It's just it, it, like some things that Pete and I had this discussion that not everybody sees because not everybody looks at movies the same way. But yeah. is also one of the reasons why I love movies so much is that it can be this thing that can mean something to anybody. Well, you know, I, I think I think for me. You know, and the comparison I made to these guys, I don't go into a movie the same way I go into a hotel room. When I go into a hotel room, yeah. I'm looking at the grout in the bathroom. I'm looking at the carpets. I'm looking at the seams. I'm looking at all, you know, what kind of mattress is on the bed because I've been doing that for so long and I'm just kind of. I look at the eaves. Where my eye, it's where eaves. my eye goes. I am. You know, when I go into eaves. a movie, I'm not, I'm just not looking at those details. I'm just kind of taking in the entertainment. Entertain me. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I walk out entertained, it was a good film. If I don't, it wasn't. Um, I, you know, okay. I'm pr- probably makes me a crappy movie reviewer, but I, you know, I just. I do have to say there's that like. scene where all of the gold is coming off other things. And for a couple of seconds, I could not figure out what the heck was going on. <laughs> I thought all of a sudden it had become like a Neil deGrasse Tyson movie or something. It was like the, <laughs> the universe was, we had the also, universe was exploding. We saw it at Regal Cinemas. And Regal Cinemas now has this RPX theater. Did your seat shake for you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, all I can tell shocked. you is it was deafening. When those plates started singing, my hair moved. It was really loud. Yeah, it was very, very loud. So. See, and I thought, because we did the fork and screen at AMC with a bunch of friends, and I, I thought, the, I thought the, the volume was too low. Now, I wanted to go there, but the, with the day we were going, the only thing available was 3D. And I can't see See, we did, it in th- we did the 3D. I couldn't see 3D. Was the 3D good? I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was great. I love, I love the 3D. Eli I have a great relationship with the 3D. You want the 3D? 3D? Yeah, I can't see 3D. Okay. Tyler, some, not every film is good in 3D. You know, some films are just not. And there wasn't one single cat jumping at you in this one. Hmm. The plates were spinning at your head. That's true. We liked it. <laughs> loud, loud, so, loud all right. plates. Anything else? Anything else in housekeeping? Now that we've told Rhino and Craig they're wrong, um, um, just uh, just you know the Patreon as always. Uh, it, we have our uh, at patreon.com slash disunplugged. If you want to be a supporter, you can contribute money to help us with the day to day runnings, with the extra videos we do. Anything dollar to a hundred dollars, whatever, as little and as much as you want, as long as you want, you get access to exclusive content that we create there and early releases of some shows and some other behind the scenes material, but. Since we did last talk about this, I th- believe we've gotten two new top-tier supporters in the $100 category, uh, Carolyn and Amy Stewart. So I just want to give you two guys a shout-out and say thank you very much um, for your Amy Stewart support. sang the song Knock on Wood in the 80s. I, I don't know just if trivia. Is that Amy. <laughs> no, it's, no. That Amy Stewart couldn't afford Amy the Stewart, top tier. Amy Stewart's the uh, – <laughs> isn't Amy, Amy Stewart the Christian singer who did uh, – That's Amy Grant. Amy Grant, Okay. Amy Stewart saying knock on wood. What, are you sure? Do you got any money in your pocket? <laughs> Always. If I'm willing to bet you. No, it's okay. You're probably right. I just, I, why did I think it was somebody else? Amy Grant saying baby, baby. Right, right. You okay. got to Google it during news. <laughs> yeah, any other, any other housekeeping? Amy with two He's eyes. Googling right now. It was Amy with two eyes, uh, but this is an Amy with a Y. But uh, yeah, so thank you for that. If anybody you want to support, you want to check out that content, like I said, you can make a uh, donation for like one month thing if you want. Check out what's there and then move on with your life or stay with us for the long haul. Whatever you want to do, it's all, all appreciated. So thank you. 
Yeah. And we, sorry, we also get a lot of comments asking if Patreon uh, is available for people in the UK. Right oh, yeah, now. That's right. I'm sorry. Do you want to then? No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead with the answer. Yeah, right now it's not. So there's nothing we can do about it. It's not like we're saying we don't want anyone from the UK. It's just... It doesn't have the conversion yeah. uh, built into the uh, site yet. <laughs> Patreon is still a fairly new website. Yeah, it's relatively new so, service. So. so hopefully, that would be cool, though. Someday. Get some pounds going. <laughs> God knows I don't have any problem with that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Rhino. Anything else for housekeeping before we wrap up and throw it over to Johnny with the news? All right. We're going to get going. Blackstone sells stake in SeaWorld to Chinese Investment Group. According to the the Orlando Sentinel, the investment firm Blackstone Group has sold a 21% stake in SeaWorld to Zhanghang Group, a Chinese company. SeaWorld categorized Zhanghang Group as a diversified holding company focused on strategic growth opportunities in the leisure, tourism, and culture industries. Are you making fun of my pronunciation? Oh my gosh, no, that would be wrong. SeaWorld Entertainment announced that Zhanghang Group will buy in at $23. I just like saying it like that. Will buy in at $23 per share. It's a little racist. <laughs> Why is that racist? Go ahead, I'm saying. Oh my gosh. Thursday, the company closed at $17.31 a share. And before the opening bell on Friday, increased to $19.69 per share. The deal puts two Zhanghang executives in SeaWorld's board of directors. The deal also restricts the Zhanghang Group from selling its interest in SeaWorld for two years. Additionally, the group cannot acquire more than 24.9% of SeaWorld's outstanding shares without the approval of the independent directors of SeaWorld's board. Okay, now this is my favorite part of the story. Are you ready? The Zhanghang Group also has invested in Monkey Kingdom. A theme, I know, Kevin's all excited. Love that. <laughs> a theme park being constructed outside of Beijing. Oh. Monkey Kingdom will be a 100-acre park that will cost $1.5 billion and will be themed around Journey to the West, which is a 16th century Chinese novel. Uh, the deal means that Blackstone Group will no longer be a shareholder in, C- shareholder in SeaWorld and it will lose its seats on the board of directors. Well, there's there's a lot of interesting other facts around this story that I'm not going to go into because I just don't want the political discussion. Um, but I will say this. Um, first of all, Blackstone did extremely well on this deal. Uh, based on their investment, their initial investment, they earned almost three times their money back. Wow. Doing this, and that doesn't include what they siphoned off the, the company during the years. Well, I, I don't know, I don't know, but just yeah, saying that they made they've a lot earned, of money they, off the company. Earned back three times, roughly three times, two point seven to be exact. Their investment. Uh, this is not the only property, the only holding that uh, Blackstone has that they have sold to China. They have been very active this year in selling off holdings into China, um, including its stake in Hilton. Hilton Hotels was sold off to China. Um, for SeaWorld, I'm not seeing this anywhere else, so maybe I'm wrong. I think this is terrible, 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 terrible news. I think this is just another death knell for, for this theme park. It tells me that Blackstone, which has a very good investment history, by the way, a very, very good investment history, <clears throat> it tells me they have no faith in this turnaround. They have no faith in Joel Manby, the new... CEO of SeaWorld Group. They have no faith in him. 
and they have no faith in this turning around. So they have gotten while the getting's good. And I don't think that this Chinese group is going to. I, I don't. I don't know what they're going to add. I, I, I shouldn't prejudge, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of patience for some of the stumbles that SeaWorld has made in terms of turning their business around. Um, And it's the kind of investment that they're going to need to make the changes they are talking about making. Um, I I don't know. I I mean, look, I I, I want SeaWorld to do well. I want SeaWorld to come through this. I think it's a great park. I think it has, I, I think it does a lot of good. I know people don't, not everybody agrees with me on that, and that's fine. I respect the opinion of people who feel differently about parks like this. <clears throat> I just don't share your opinion. Um, but I haven't seen anything positive yet. It started with Black, uh, Blackfish, and everything that has happened, every news story that has come out, whether it has been a quarterly earnings report, whether it has been a, uh, uh, you know, uh, SeaWorld's response to the uh, the Blackfish backlash, try saying that ten times fast, uh, has has been has been problematic. Has not gone well, and their CEO keeps putting his foot in his mouth. So I'm I'm really I saw, the minute I saw this, I said, okay, that's it, that's it. This company has no faith. This company has no faith in this turnaround. They have no faith in this CEO. And I think I, I I think the next time we hear a story like this, it's going to be SeaWorld being sold off for its parts in a fire sale. Well, given wow. the fact which I hope is not yeah. the case, I hope I am wrong. I have never hoped that I was wrong as much as I am with this. But I don't know how much more sustainable this is. This is a publicly traded company. They have an obligation to their investors. At some point, the investors are going to call for drastic change, which. At this point, the only thing left to do is break it up and yeah. sell it. The only thing that gives me pause for what you're saying is that um, they're contracted to not be able to sell their shares for two years. That's normal, though. That's normal in any kind but, of acquisition like this. However, what that tells me, though, is that this group feels that in two-plus years, they can make money on this investment. Because no one's going to invest that money and then say, you know, I- I'm willing to, to say in two years it's going to go away and it's going to die. The other thing, too, is China is investing a great deal of money in parks overseas. We did that whole story about that guy who's building all those weird parks in yeah, China. Yeah. I think China's up and coming with theme parks. So hopefully it won't be what you say. Well, That's the only thing that gives I, look, I, I'll ju- And I'll just be, I'll be frank. I am not a fan of China buying up stuff in the United States. I think it is... I, I, I think it's a disaster waiting to happen. I think that we have put ourselves on the hook to China so bad right now, they could destroy our economy in one day. They could undervalue our economy like that. Um, so I'm not a fan of Chinese acquisitions in the United States. Um, that's not a racial thing. That's just a political and business thing for me. That I just I see I see it as not good, but it is what it is, and time will tell. Like I said, where SeaWorld is concerned, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this company adds something. I hope they bring 
some new ideas to the table that help SeaWorld turn this around. When somebody <coughs> buys like a company out like this, when they go to do this, do they sort of already have plans for what they'd like to see happen? Or do we have to now sit back and wait six months to see what their plans are? Well, they are get for- two votes on the board of directors. So they get, they, get to, they get to vote on what direction the company takes, but they have two seats. That's what this buys okay. them. And the agreement does cap them at 24.9%, which means they can't buy up more than 25% more of the outstanding stock. So their, their, their influence is limited, but still considerable. Blackstone had considerable influence over over SeaWorld in its direction? I think the answer to your question is yes. I mean, if anybody invests this much in a company, they have a vision of what they think could happen with the company. Okay. You know, you just don't blindly go in and spend this much money and get two seats on the board saying, oh, I'm willing to let this go however it goes. I think they think they can do something to make the company more profitable. So are they going to be like the the irritant to to make things happen? I hope I hope they're. I hope. I hope they are a catalyst for change. I hope they're a catalyst for turning the turning it around and making it profitable again. I really do, but I think it just remains to be seen at this point. I don't have a, my my gut. My gut instinct when I read it was this is bad news. This is very 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 bad news because, like I said, Blackstone's had a good eye for this stuff, and if they're they're getting while the getting's good. They're getting while they can make money because I think they're afraid that yeah. a couple of years down the road they're not going to be able to. So, All right. Moving on to our next news story. Disney CEO Bob Iger, Bob Iger extends contract to July 2nd, 2019. Earlier this year, we told you that there was increasing speculation that Bob Iger might extend his tenure as Disney's CEO if a successor was not appointed prior to the end of his contract. This week, that speculation was confirmed by CNBC, who reported that Bob Iger has extended his contract by one year until July 2nd, 2019. Given Bob Iger's outstanding leadership, his record of success in a changing media landscape, and his clear strategic vision for Disney's future, it's obvious that the company and its shareholders will be best served by his continued leadership as, as the board conducts the robust process of identifying a, a successor and ensuring a smooth transition, said Oren C. Smith, who is the lead independent director of Disney's board. Mr. Iger has led the Walt Disney Company to unprecedented success during his 11 years as CEO. He goes on to talk about his success, which is quite impressive. Uh, what I did want to point out in this story is that in addition to his regular salary, Iger is scheduled to receive a $5 million bonus in 2019 for sticking around for another year, according to a Securities and Exchange Commission filing. Uh, when he shifts to consultant mode, he'll earn $500,000 a quarter for the first two years and $250,000 per quarter for his third year per the filing. So don't cry for me, Bob Iger. I'm willing to stick around for another year. (laughs) Well, I think this, uh, you know, we knew this was going to happen. They don't have a successor in place. And he he was supposed to leave next summer. And I just, there was no way. There was no way. that It doesn't look like they're bringing anybody up from the inside. And... There's no they, names. There's no names yeah. anywhere. Well, there's been a couple of things floated, but yeah. nothing. See, I think it's been the. 
I think it's been the PR people for these people putting out rumors that, oh, so-and-so is being considered. Uh, right now, there really isn't any names. There aren't any names floating up to the top as, as potential, uh, as, as serious successors uh, to Iger. And, you know, it, it, he's a hard act to follow. My my only my only complaint with Bob Iger has been that he's not he doesn't really seem like a big theme park fan the way Eisner was. Eisner loved the theme parks. Eisner was really excited about the theme parks, and for Iger, I think they're just you know part of the portfolio, and that's kind of how he's approached it. But um, you just can't argue. You cannot argue with the success the man has had. Um, genius acquisitions that have just completely redefine the company. Well, we talked about, uh, um, you know, they just had this meeting about, to bring up Star Wars again, but um, he's the man that's responsible for absorbing Lucasfilm. So, you know, he's saying they're having a meeting and they're going to plot out uh, movies from now until 2030s. And it's one of those where you get nervous because you're like, well, the person who's kind of had his hand in this to make this happen is now going to step out. Is everything going to fall apart? Is it going to keep going as smoothly as it's been? And it is weird that he's leaving just shy of when his when Star Wars would be completed in the parks too. So it's kind of like eh, maybe he doesn't care. I don't know. You know, like I, I, he's a weird person to get a read on. He is, but uh, you know, I think they had to do this for the shareholders. They had to do this in order to not undermine mm-hmm. uh, confidence in the company and the stock because I think. If they hadn't done this by this summer, people were going to start getting nervous. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, what's what's going to happen? So that's what this announcement was about. This announcement was about making sure that everybody was calm while they look for a successor. Because for shareholders, you know, part of that story you didn't read was that, you know, total shareholder return during his tenure of 448% compared to 144% for the S&P 500 at large. So, wow. um and the market cap on the company going at, at 177 billion, up from 46 billion when he took over. So, shareholders want to know, like, oh, what's yeah. going on next? Because we've done really well into this guy, and I think that might be part of the problem why they're having trouble, or they're not. There's no serious names for a successor out there yet, because that's a very hard act to follow. And when you look at acquisitions like Pixar. Lucasfilm, Marvel, and the impact that has had across the company, it's its pretty outstanding. I, it's nice of him to take such a, to, to stay on for so long, for so little, too. You know? Yeah. The sacrifice. Yeah. He doesn't have He's to a clip, giver. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to clip coupons now, because he gets all that extra money when he becomes an advisor. But do you think that the board, if they know that he's willing to extend just goes okay. Well, we've we've got other things to worry about. No, no. You don't think they? They're not going to play fast and loose with that. No, they're not. They're not going to play f- not with that. Because there might any- be some things they would, but I can't imagine the board of directors for a company like Disney. When he's made it clear that he wants he wants to go, he's done. He's done. Yeah. And he wants to go, and I don't think he's bluffing. I think okay. he means it. Um, so I think you know. The board of directors had to make some kind of some kind of deal with him to keep him on for another year, um, because it matters to him too. Even when he leaves, he's still going to walk away with an awful lot oh, of stock right. in the company. Yes. Yeah. So he doesn't want to see the the value of the shares go down, and they've got to make the right pick. 
They've got to make the right pick. And I don't know who that is. Well, do you also think maybe they're a little leery after what went on when they thought they had the heir apparent to all of this and that sort of fell apart? They were grooming two people for one of them to be. Do you think they just, you know, they don't have those people that they go, oh, hey, let's put John and Pete in there. They don't, they can't just. Yeah, I don't think anyone has come up through the ranks now who's a second to Iger. You had Tom Staggs, who looked like he was, by all appearances, was the heir apparent. And he pushed the board to make that announcement official, and they wouldn't, and he left. The only serious name I've heard them float is Lassiter. And the problem with that is that, you know, Lassiter is more creative than business. Yeah, I don't I don't so, see that. Right. I so don't maybe see from a, a, um, a visual is a good person to put in there, but from a business standpoint, I don't think the board would approve him. So I, I yeah, I cuz remember, you know, you've got you've got so many different areas of this company. Oh yeah. You know, you've got so many different areas from the films and and television, theme parks, merchandise. You need somebody that's able to corral all that. And it's not like he does really well in one area and the other areas suck. Um, He's done really well across the board, generally speaking. Um, I think theme parks are the area where they felt that they didn't have to worry too much. And then realize that, oh, we do. And that's why you're seeing this massive amount of construction going on these last few years. Because we got to we got to play catch up right. with stuff we weren't doing for the last ten. So, did we ever discuss the whole story that came out that Apple might might buy Disney? Did we ever go into that? That came up uh, like last week. Apple has so much cash, three hundred billion dollars or some crazy number. Yeah, that there was a thought that Apple might be considering buying. A I would not like be Disney. okay with that. Yeah, I would not be okay with that would. at all. This is a company that, in my in, in, look, you guys, people who've watched the show for any length of time know I loved Apple. But Apple has stopped innovating. Apple has completely stopped innovating. It stopped innovating the minute life left Steve Jobs' body. And I think there are good things about Tim Cook. I don't think any of them involve innovating these products. Everything's an incremental upgrade. There's nothing new. Apple Watch was pretty much a bust. And that was... Because Steve Jobs didn't want that. He didn't want it. So this was Tim Cook's thing. I just don't see them innovating. And as a result, I don't know if we can tell. Pum, pum, pum. If you're Yay, listening, it's riveting. Microsoft. I, it's, I'm, I'm a Windows guy. I've gone, away, I've gone back to Windows. It's a Surface book. I absolutely love it. Um, the best smartwatch on the market, and I've tried all of them, is the Samsung Gear S3. Um, I'm I'm sorry, and yeah, my phone even is the S7 Edge. Um, I find them more innovative. Uh, look, it's short attention span theater with me. You got to keep me interested, and Apple just bores me. Nothing new. The only thing they've got going for them is the user interface is a lot more elegant. Outside of that, I don't find anything about the product anymore that 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 excites me, and. I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people out there that were just Mac evangelists who are losing losing interest and losing faith in the company. So that is not what I want to see come to Disney. Um, 
That is not what I want to see come to Disney. Personally, I know I'm pissing off a lot of Mac folks out there, but this is just how I feel. And I'll be honest, this is a Surface, a Microsoft Surface Book that I'm on right now. Best laptop I've ever owned. It is the best laptop I've ever owned. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And all right, moving on to our third news story. I just thought I'd try to jump in there a little bit. Uh, Walt Disney World Resort guests can explore Pandora, the world of Avatar, with Fast Pass Plus and nightly extra magic hours. Guests staying at select Walt Disney World Resorts hotels May 27th through July 4th, 2017, can explore Pandora, the world of Avatar, beyond regular park hours. Nightly extra magic hours will take place from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. only in Pandora at Disney's Animal Kingdom, meaning not the rest of the park. This offering will provide guests with an additional opportunity to enjoy everything the new land has to offer, including navigating a mystical river, flying on the back of a banshee, and walking under floating mountains. In addition, guests staying at select Walt Disney World Resort hotels can reserve Disney's Fast Pass Plus selections for attractions, including those in Pandora, up to 60 days prior to check-in, beginning March 24th, 2017. Disney's Fast Pass Plus service will be available at the two attractions within Pandora during regular theme park hours. Guests may select only one of these two attractions in their first set of Disney Fast Pass Plus selections, which are subject to availability. Uh, and pretty much what they're saying is, you know, take advantage of these extra magic hours because even though there's going to be Fast Pass Plus selections out there, they're going to be hard to get. Considering that there's only going to be two, they're limiting it to one in your first selection. So that's the big news out there for Pandora. What is that a picture of? The floating mountains. Oh. Somebody posted on the Dreams page that it looked like a child cradling a dog's head. This is very Rorschach. Yes. Okay, I'm not getting that. I see mommy and daddy fighting. What do you guys say? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not appropriate. (laughs) Well, yeah, I didn't include it in the news. I didn't include it in the news this week because it's all fold up, but... um, they uh, last week they announced that annual pass holder previews for Pandora. Yep, and uh, that I'm I'm booked. Us too, and I'm willing to auction off my spot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like anything. I, That's not true. He doesn't. That's not true. He doesn't. If they open a Louis Vuitton store at Disney Springs, I like he'll Apple. be in. So there. <laughs> so well, that's I a cogent argument if I've heard yeah, really well, well debated. Um, I uh, you know I'm not gonna say it again. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. About I don't it. like Star Wars and I don't like anything. Endura. You don't like just anything. I'm not a science fiction kind of guy. I'm just not. Just get, start start practicing now. Get off my lawn. Nope, it's not <laughs> even that. No. I like lots of things. I made I'm, him watch Arrival. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you watch Arrival? Yes, I loved it. I loved it's a lot good. Arrival. It's good. I loved it. I thought classic. high school took less time. <laughs> I thought classic sci-fi. Really and then funny. at the end, I said to John, "I don't think I understand what this is about." He says, "Well, the alien don't ruin it. Yeah, don't ruin it for me. Yeah, if you're watching it, it's up to you." <laughs> it's 
kind of a surprise ending. However, you were playing on your iPhone for most of it, so that might have been the reason why you didn't know what was going on. <laughs> it's 11 hours long. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the news. All right, thank you um, very much. It doesn't matter. We do it every week. It doesn't matter. It's like it comes up on him by surprise. Okay, there's three news stories. You know what they are ahead of time. He's so... I love the Scooby laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was doing his goofy walk this morning coming in. I'm like, what happened to you? Um, But, uh, yeah, as soon as, you know, as my producer does his job, uh, we'll have Steve. Oh, there he is old mac and cheese chicken nuggets. <laughs> and I say, yeah. <laughs> how how you doing, Steve? Can you hear me, Stephen? Just looking Steve, at us. Can you hear me, Lieutenant O'Hara? Come in. I don't get that. It's a Star Trek reference here. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll explain it to you later. How you doing? I'm good. I'm here at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Yes, yes, we've established that. Um, what's going on? Uh, so behind me is Pandora, uh, and I I was here to do a construction update. I was hoping there'd be more to see. Um, but as I looked around, it looked like, as much as I could tell, there was really nothing new from the last time I was here. So it looks like uh, just from the outside, everything is complete. Um, but I did do some research because I didn't want to have no information for you guys. And it, it turns out that the new quick service location here is going to have a mobile order option. Um, essentially, you'll be able to use My Disney Experience to order your, fo- your food before you even enter the restaurant, so you don't have to wait in line uh, when you get your food at a quick service location. Well, I wonder how that's. I've I was hearing rumblings about that. I wonder how that's going to work because Starbucks is having a real problem with that. Um, what's happening now is the line to pick up your mobile order is longer yeah. than the line. To actually just go in and place an order directly. And people are also taking other people's orders. I've yeah. heard of that happening, and people get there and they're. So I wonder. I wonder how they're going to get around that. Well, I, when they did the test well, at Studios last year, two years ago, you did the order and then they brought it to your table was one of the options. So maybe they're going to do maybe, that. Yeah. Maybe. Well, and I, I, the more I read about it, it looks like this is something that Disney is going to be testing at the, I think it's the Santuli Canteen or Santuni, I don't know, I can't pronounce it. But uh, they're testing it at this location, and then if it works out, it's going to be something that they spread to all quick service locations. So hopefully it isn't a disaster, because then that'll be a uh, property-wide problem. Yeah, that, that, would be, that would be good. That would be, I think, a good use of the technology. How's... I'm sorry, go ahead, John. Where are you in reference to the rest of Pandora? Are you standing at the entrance to the bridge? Yes. Uh, so right behind me is the floating mat. It's just, just the construction wall, and behind that construction wall is the bridge. I can actually, I might be able to sneak around. One second. Let me see if I can do something. Don't get arrested. Don't Here you hope he gets tased? No, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not allowed to. It's just, this is just the nomad lounge. He's over at Tiffin's. He's drunk. <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been drinking in the lounge. That's why they didn't stop him on the way in. They know who he is. But yeah, that's just the bridge over to Pandora, and then the floating mountains are somewhere up there. Yeah. The giant hand of Steve. <laughs> I was gonna say the hand doesn't look like it belongs to Steve. <laughs> Steve has man hands. <laughs> Mystery hand. Um, how are the crowds there today? It is extremely crowded. I've actually had a hard time. I was just going to try to hop on a couple rides, 
but really everything is uh, 45 minutes or above, and that's including like tough to be a bug is even that long. So it is extremely crowded. Spring here break. Today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Spring break. So. All right. Well, thank you for the update, Steve. Enjoy the rest of your day in Animal Kingdom. Go have yourself an adult beverage. Well, you're not old enough, <laughs> but if you were old enough, I'd let you have an adult beverage. Because <laughs> apparently, apparently you're not old enough to shave. Um, I shaved down here. <laughs> I wasn't well, looking. Now, for the, the audio for the audio right. only audience, he was pointing to his neck. <laughs> I, was say, I wasn't looking. Where was he shaving? <laughs> he was pointing to his neck. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry for audio listeners on that one. We have to remember our listeners, the people who are not watching. Um, but all yeah. right, Steve, thank you. Thank you very thanks, much. Guys. And thanks for that visual. Um, so, yeah, sorry about thanks. that. Put your clothes back on. All right. Take care, Steve. See you guys. All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one for the books. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to rapid fire. Johnny, we'll start with you. All right, just announced, fresh off the presses yesterday, we have Disney's summer room offer promotion. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Which is actually not very exciting at all. No. It's just an expansion of what they're. It's going to end at the end of March. There's a 25% off room only. Uh, bookings and that they seem to be extending that same offer um, for travel May 28th through August 31st 2017 book between now and July 14th 2017 25% off select Walt Disney World Resort hotel stays Um, you know pretty much trying to tie this to Avatar uh, to Pandora World of Avatar so making sure people try to stay uh, during that time and come down, but well, and the twentieth anniversary event, obviously too, right? <laughs> right, it's all for yeah. the twentieth anniversary. <laughs> yes. No, we have better prices than this, actually. <laughs> um, but twenty five percent off is twenty five percent off. See if you can save some money. I'm also surprised there's no package promotion released at the same time. There was. Was there? Mm-hmm. What did I miss? It's basically the twenty five percent off yeah. the room portion of a package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So summer room offer. Um, not fantastic, but always good to have a discount. Okay. Thank you, John. Kevin. If you're in town this weekend on Saturday, there's going to be a tribute to Marvin Hamlish at the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. I really wish we were here for it. I do too. And Jody Benson is performing. Oh, wow. So uh, tickets for the upper balcony start at $17. And from what I could find, the highest price tickets were $78. Uh, There's a matinee and an evening performance. If I wasn't going to be out of town, I would be at this performance. Yeah. So if you're in town and you're interested, um, we will have it in the show notes page. Yes, we will have it in the show notes. As he looks at (laughs) Yes. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Kathy. Okay. I have a rehab. It's for Portobello, and it's closed um, April 28th, and it's going to be closed for until fall, actually. And they're going to reimagine the restaurant, and it's going to feature an authentic Italian concept, including a family-style menu along with craft Italian beers and wines. And Tony Mentuano is going to be doing that. He's the guy who taught my cooking class mm-hmm. that I raved about, and then they, we called I... immediately afterwards, and mm-hmm. they were like, no, the restaurant's closing. We wish we would have known this before we yeah. Yeah. did that really was... great segment, because that sounded so cool. But Yeah. You know, now, now it's it, – it, so hopefully when they reopen in the fall, I'm assuming they'll keep that, because he was very 
it seemed like he was enjoying it and he was the one who kept saying like oh make sure everyone's getting a drink and everyone's having enough food and all this stuff so if he's reimagining the restaurant i can't imagine that they're not going to have that maybe it was sort of like a preview of what's coming. oh yeah it could have been that could have been his hand but mm-hmm. i don't know where i was going with that but however it doesn't i mean the description doesn't sound it's much like it's much different than what it already is so it's probably just a physical rehab yeah as opposed to the emotional one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. The rhinocologist. Oh, gosh. Um, well, this... I think we should call him Plumet from now on. Plumet. Oh, that was the name. I couldn't remember the name. I just called her, like, uh, uh, the Swiffer. Um, the music of Pixar Live is going to debut this summer at Hollywood Studios. It's um, it sounds really cool. It's a um, uh, excuse me. It's the music of Pixar Live, a symphony of characters, um, and it's a concert event series that's going to showcase memorable music from Pixar Animation Studios films, complete with a live orchestra and appearances by beloved Disney Pixar characters. It starts May twenty sixth. It's going to go on three times nightly at Theater of the Stars, um, following the regular scheduled Beauty and the Beast shows during the day. And it's going to feature some highlights of uh, scores like Toy Story. It says from Toy Story to Cars 3. Um, so guests can also expect appearances by Woody, Jesse, Mike, and Sully, the incredible Incredibles, and more. I think that sounds fun. Yeah, I think it's I a think nice... live orchestra? Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds... I. I think it's cool that they're doing an offering that's not Star Wars related. Yeah. In that park, finally. You know what I mean? That it's it's nice that this is kind of the first thing I've seen in a little while that doesn't tie into Star Wars somehow. I'm surprised it's not like a projection thing. Having a live orchestra there for three shows has got to be pricey for them. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Quick, name the hit song from The Incredibles. <laughs> I don't know any. <laughs> there is not one, but well, Michael Giacchino, why can I never say his name right? But he did the score for that, and he's brilliant. You know, that's that's one of the greatest yeah, things about right. Pixar movies is every single one of them, even the lesser of the goods, they all have great scores is attached like to them. The, the lesser thing? of the goods? It's like a blue in the sky thing. <laughs> I think the lesser goods is where uh, Steve Porter shaved. <laughs> <laughs> no, not appropriate. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, thank you, Rhino. You really do go to a movie differently than I do. You really do. (laughs) (laughs) Flutey Flulu Flu is excellent at scoring things. All right. Even the lesser of the goods is excellent. (laughs) Craig, go ahead. Okay, I'm uh, going to take Jolie's since her and Corey weren't able to be here today. Um, Last second emergency, but... Uh, Yeah, this Halloween, Disney's Fort Wilderness will be hosting a Legend of Sleepy Hollow event. Uh, It'll take place on September 29th and 30th, uh, Thursdays through Sundays in October then, uh, and the last Monday and Tuesday of October as well, too. Uh, There's a lot of dates. This is a terribly written article. Sorry, Steve. Um, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He was shaving. Nope. Sorry, Steve. Uh, Yeah, so the event will include a showing of uh, the classic animated Disney film, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. uh, And then guests will have the chance to have a meet and greet with the Headless Horseman there. Uh, You'll receive a limited edition Headless Horseman pin. And if you are a premium ticket guest, you will receive an additional goodie bag. Uh, So reservations for this will start April 1st. I guess that's when we'll figure out the pricing on that. Um, And that's for six months in ahead so actually no i guess the 29th 
of March will be the first time you can book it in 407 WDW play for that or however you book these things. I think it sounds really cool though. I do this event. You said the Pixar thing sounded cool. This one does not. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Craig. Um, Finally, uh, this week, I thought we'd do something a little different. And I I asked the team uh, to come up with their favorite dish at a Walt Disney World restaurant. I will start just because if anybody takes mine, I want to claim that I did it first. Um, my, my, when I stop and think to myself, and I challenge everybody watching, do the same thing and add your comments because I'd like to hear what you think. But when I think like, okay, if, if there was only one thing I was allowed to have again at, a, at Disney World to eat, what would it be? And it is the filet with mac and cheese at Gico. Um, this was an original menu item when Gico first opened. It's this four cheese homemade mac and cheese that they do. They do a filet on top with uh, red wine reduction sauce. It's absolutely out of this world. It is my favorite dish at Walt Disney World. And you can still get it with the mac and cheese. You, you can. You, it's not on the menu. You, if you ask for it, they will they will make it for you. Um, and if there was one thing I was allowed to have forever or only one more time, it would be that. So that's what I'm looking for. What, what dish? What dish is your favorite? Interesting. We were discussing this in the car on the way over. And what's happened is Disney Springs has changed this for us. We used to go to the, re- the resorts and we used to go into the park but now it's so easy to get to Disney Springs. I think my favorite stuff is at Disney Springs. And I can't pick just one. I like the ribs at Morimoto. I think the ribs are killer. Have you had the ribs? Um, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Oh my you'd know if you did. Yeah, you would know yeah. if you did. You would love the ribs. They're sticky and gooey and delicious. Well, the only time I've been to Morimoto is when we had that, that lunch with Disney. Oh. And I didn't, I didn't care for it. I wasn't sure if it was so much the meeting or the food. It was um, probably a little bit of both. But. <laughs> it was a little bit of both. Uh, and then also, um, we like homecoming very much. And there's items on the Excuse homecoming. Me. Homecoming. 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 At Disney Springs. Not. Yeah, I like homecoming. And there's several dishes there that I like. I like the chicken very much. I've come to terms with the price. I've decided that it's ridiculously expensive, but I still like it. So I'm going to pay the money. And then um, if you're not picking a Disney-owned and operated restaurant, I still think Bull and Bear has the best steak on property. But that wasn't part of the challenge. So, okay. there. I cheated. I had three. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Right, really? I can't pick just one. I'm not going far afield from either one of you. My favorite dish is the maize-crusted fish at Chico with vegetables of the moment and tomato butter sauce. It is... Every time I go to Gico, I say I'm going to try something different. Mm-hmm. And every I time I order the exact same thing. If I could only have one dish from Disney, that would be it. And I'm going to add on to John's. My favorite dessert on Disney property is the hummingbird cake at Homecoming. <laughs> I think that's how the commercials be Homecoming. It's like, <laughs> um, like you're hacking something up. I'm just going to call it Art Smith's from now on. I still have ticket. Trouble with it not being the people mover, though, so that could say something about me. Um, it's the hummingbird cake and the uh, maize crusted. It's been every fish in the sea and the river 
since Jico opened. I think the last time I was there, it was maize crusted halibut. It might be different. It's usually their sustainable fish. Right. So For they a while, it was monkfish, but then they realized that you had to drag the net along the bottom of the ocean, and you picked up everything that was down there, so they stopped serving monkfish. I'll stop now. <laughs> that was part of the SeaWorld conversation. <laughs> How about you, Craig? Um, I think the one thing for me, it's very basic and simple and kind of on the boring side, but I love the uh, cob salad at the, uh, at the Brown Derby. Derby. Yeah. Mm, uh, something idea. about it. Every, every single time I get it as an appetizer, I wish that then I had it for my entree as well too. See, um, this is too hard because now I want to go back and say Brown Derby things. <laughs> they had a pork dish at the Brown Derby, a uh, uh, pork chop with oh, yeah. potatoes and sauerkraut. That was killer. I don't. I haven't been there in a while either. Yeah, it's been a while for me, but that's like one of those things. I, every time I walk past uh, Brown Derby, it just hits me right away. Like mm. I, I could really go for a cob salad from there right now. Perfect in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. Okay. Jeez. That's all I got. No, I'm going to change my order. <laughs> Kathy? I'm glad nobody took mine, but the fried chicken at <clears throat> Trails End. I'm mm. very, very simple eater. I mean, I like lots of stuff. I liked everything that everybody's mentioned, but if I was going to go for one thing, it would be the fried chicken. I was just talking to somebody about Trails End uh, yesterday and how I think it's, it's the, the best value mm-hmm. on property. Just, and there's asbestos in the ceiling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, uh, just for the price and the the food, the quality of the food, the flavor, um, the selection, whether it's breakfast or dinner, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, I think it's just... I can't go there. Mm-hmm. Why? That's where we were when we found out Bob died. Uh, we were in that restaurant. There's also a convenience factor involved, too. Yeah, it's not... Planes, trains, well, you know what's... But unless you're in Magic Kingdom for the day... And you want to like shoot over for mm-hmm. lunch or dinner? It's an easy boat ride mm-hmm. from the Magic Kingdom, so I tend to do that. I'll go into the you know, I'll I'll kind of schedule it when I'm in the Magic Kingdom and and it's shoot just over. An association Actually, now that me. I'm talking about it, now I have to go do that. <laughs> That's okay. We're going to Brown Derby. <laughs> <laughs> the food discussion it never fails, never. and we always do and it, it always at the at the end of the show right. when we're hungry. None of us have really had lunch yet. I did. I did right before we um, sat down. Thank because. Uh, Rhino ran to Wawa. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> Made my thumb. Uh, hmm. I, this is difficult. I don't think I have, like, a dish specifically that I, I've been trying to think about it that I that has stayed with me the same way. Like, I know people hate when I keep talking about this, the way, like, the stuff at Disneyland stayed with me. But I do have two experiences that I really enjoy all the food all the way around. And I, they're just the ones that if... Somebody said you have only one place. The qualifiers to go. Yeah. going into just this. Like John, it's too stressful. This is very stressful. Just spit it out. We'll, Ohana, we'll Ohana for dinner was one that always. It, it just reminds me of like good times when the food was at its best. The TV it, show? it has slides up and down. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, rewind is my favorite. But um, it it just like the dessert there, the bread pudding is just so good. And my aunt took the recipe home and she makes it when I come home for Christmas and. Like that's one that always. Yeah, but that qualifies. Me. I mean, that it's good. Yeah, I, on the other hand, think they could bulldoze Ohana, and it would be okay. No, it's uh, no, no, no the no, meats no, no. with the sauces. Ohana's amazing. Like we went there like as a group for the Fourth of July, but then I, my mom with my stepdad. I remember going the first time with her. I've just I've done a lot of I've had a lot of experiences there. They're very meaningful, and I've you know to the point where I've eaten too.
much too. But like, and then hoopty doo review. I feel yeah. the same way. It's like it's just simple food, but it's just it's always well. That's the same fried good, chicken that's you know? served in mm-hmm. trails, and that's that's what I was thinking. And that cornbread, you know, yeah, yeah, which and, is the easiest cornbread on the planet to make. It's so easy. It's such a quick recipe, and it's the it's delicious. Yeah. It's it's which nice. now I have to make. Well, I don't even like that corn. I don't even like cornbread. But that cornbread, you'll be like, oh, I just ate two loaves. I'll have great. to I feel that. great about you myself. Ever had the cornbread at House of Blues? The yeah, peanuts in it oh in God, the frying God. pan yeah. and the maple butter. Oh I should, there's a reason I'm chunky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but can you pick a dish that if that was all you were allowed to have? Oh, the one like the one thing and that's it that's all you can have I guess I, I would say I guess the bread pudding because I feel like it I love bread pudding and now it's got like meaning in it too so it, it, yeah I guess so I don't know I don't know I don't know I'm not good at this like oh, I've never Lord. seen this pop is this what he does yeah. <laughs> by himself it's just me a lot of times by himself he argues with himself I'm gonna start changing clothes and just setting up two shots and go over and talk as <laughs> like myself like between two rhinos yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say I'm going to pick a dessert. I'm going with the bread pudding at Ohana. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's everybody's that's everybody's selections. We'd like to know what yours are. Leave those in the comments and tell us what if you could only have one dish at a Disney restaurant, what would it be? And that is going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone, and remember. Stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week.